January 19th, 2018. This is a letter from Howard to one of our neighbors. Just a quick update here relative to our finances. February is our major board meeting for the year, and before that, our finance committee meets. We have pretty much concluded that there would never likely be an opportunity to have a meeting of the minds with your dad on acquiring your 10 acres, and that we should take the 700000 or so that we have reaccumulated above the board's liquid reserve requirement and invest it long term. Back when we spoke years ago about the price, I was feeling threatened by development, but I've come to realize that control of our nine acres is a pretty good protection. While I totally understand that an owner posturing to argue for value when your dad talks about buyers other than Chris, our neighbor who built the hotel and a big office building nearby, being interested with the access issues, I don't see how anyone but Chris could buy it. Fortunately for you, Chris is unique in the industry in terms of his integrity, and I expect at some point you will manage to make a deal with him. Timing just may depend on whether what is already one of the longest expansions in history continues for enough years. Chris purchasing the property does not threaten us like the residential plans of a home builder I was not sure I could trust. He knows what concerns we have about the kind of development, and we feel would not be threatening, and I think he has a respect for what our opposition to development means. It is also unlikely he would have a project that required only your 10 acres. Most likely he would also need our 9 acres. So I feel pretty well protected against a residential development that I view as potentially causing us a problem. Your dad is absolutely entitled to have his view of the value, and I don't want to risk a repeat of the strained incident where he seemed insulted at any different suggestion of value. As you know, a developer values property based on what he can build profitably. We are not a developer. So for us, additional property is a buffer. So absent the fear I had a few years ago that drove my thought to use the $1 million over reserves we had at that time, there just is not a reason to stretch. How much the property, how much of the property is usable upland is relevant to a developer, but not really to me when looking at it as a buffer. Again, I understand your dad being an experienced negotiator, arguing for eight upland acres. Technically, he may be right, but years ago I talked with an environmental engineer who worked for developers. A chunk of the upland is in a 100-foot wide strip south of the wetland that is too narrow to build anything on so I'm not sure a developer is going to buy the idea that there are eight acres of upland, but six acres may be all Chris needs to assign a value that you can agree on. The other factor that makes me think we could never buy is that your dad, or perhaps the other owners he represents, never seemed to place any value on the idea of a cash deal. He or they wanted us to pay cash at the same price as a developer putting up a small deposit, contingent on rezoning, etc., and implicitly on the economy, since a downturn tends to put a stop on many projects. As I have mentioned to you, after our meeting where we could not agree, we used our funds to buy properties along North Meadowview to house interns and staff and to rent out. By paying cash, we typically paid 70 to 80% of market value because of the value of the cash deal. But again, it is totally up to a seller whether a cash deal like that has, a, has value. It does to my board. That is what they expect me to present, 
since the cash deal we could have done does not apparently have value to your dad or the other owners, it is hard to think we could ever buy the property. I don't mean to go on and on, and none of it may be meaningful because you might well have already concluded that the ultimate sale will have to be to Chris. I just wanted to give enough of an explanation so that no one was offended if you ever had in mind to renew our talks, and I had to decline for lack of funds. Once we put the funds in a long-term instrument, we would not be a possible buyer for the many years it takes for, takes me to replenish the over-threshold reserves. Out of respect for our relationship, I just wanted to explain that. I hope all is, I hope all is well and healthy for you and your dad. As always, if you and any guests ever want to visit the cats, just let me know. Thanks. Howard Baskin, Advisory Board Chairman, Big Cat Rescue. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.